Blog Talk Radio. October 22nd, 2014. October 222014. I want to tell you about a guy I've been reading about. His name is Robin Dreek. D-R-E-E-K-E. I read a few articles about him. He's the head of behavioral analysis at the FBI. I don't know what that is, but it sounds impressive. At least I think so. And it got him a lot of interviews about his new book on how to build trust and rapport. And that's what we want to do, recruiters. We want to build rapport quickly, get people to trust us. And here's his big idea about doing that. It's called non-judgmental validation. He says you have to cultivate your non-judgmental validation of other people because that's the key to success. In one of his interviews that I listened to, he tells you how to approach someone you <laughs> he actually he they were talking about poaching but they mean recruiting how to approach approach someone who you want to recruit he says when you approach a stranger that person the other guy wants to know three things who you are what you want and when you're going to leave i mean he doesn't know what you want from him. He wants to be able to get rid of you uh, if he has to, and that makes him feel safe. So if you're making a recruiting call, you've got to tell him those three things right off the bat. He also says you should speak slowly because that gives the listener time to absorb what you're saying. It also gives you a, a certain gravitas, apparently. I don't know if that's true. But his biggest recommendation is let the other guy talk. He says your brain rewards you with a nice, warm, chemical bath when you get to share your views with other people. And it rewards you when you feel accepted by other people without any negative judgments. And when you make the other guy's brain reward him, he thinks you're a good person. He's like a dog that's getting fed. He likes you. So Robin's big message is, that sure, you've got your own goals, but keep them in the back of your mind. Your goal when you're dealing with other people is to make them feel good. So you never tell them what to do, not ever, and you never disagree with them because that makes people defensive. Unless you, well, I won't go unless. Instead, let's go to instead. Instead, you say something. Instead of confronting them, you say something like, well, can you help me understand how you came up with that idea? And that's what I do on this show all the time. Can you help me understand how you came up with that idea? That's all I want to know. But in my experience, that makes people defensive because they don't like being asked questions that put their stupid ideas under the spotlight. And even Robin Drake says that not everyone is ready to accept your gift of non-judgment. That's how he puts it. I wouldn't say that. They're not ready. You have to be patient, he says, and wait for them to come around. But I've got a message 
for Robin. Socrates waited, and look what happened to him. And what did he do? He just asked a lot of questions. But some people thought he asked too many questions. And you know what? I've only got a few minutes to get my guest to tell me something worthwhile before my audience leaves me. So I don't have time to be patient either. I'm Jerry Jerry! What show is this? The Recruiting Animal that you announced my return to the show this week? Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to the stage for the first time in a long time, Mr. Mike Ostrander! Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> I, okay. I couldn't understand that. Jerry, I see you were getting a little creative there with the shout. I don't mind. wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. It, it, it's called a pregnant... Pause. Yeah. Something I'm working on. Right. I was, you had me sitting on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. It, just as designed, man. I knew it. Okay. Now, we got a guest today. I just want to tell you something about him before I bring him on. On his uh, company website and also on his LinkedIn profile, it says, mm-hmm. during his time with the largest contingent search firm in the world, Vinny was consistently in the top five performers in his vertical market. What's the largest contingent search firm in the world? Do you know before he tells us? No. Robert okay. Half. Is it? We'll see. And he all he was always in the top 20%. MRI, right? Oh. He was always in the top 20% of his region. Now, that's a, that's a recruiter. Vinnie Brown. Come Vinnie on. Brown. Tell us. What companies were you with? Well, so that was uh, that was MRI, and 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 before you know, people rush in there hey, and start fight. commenting. You know, I, I would say that I was never a hundred percent sure when and if we were number one, but we were in there. We were one or two, you know, depending on the year. So, but but you know, we were also a franchise. So you know, you know how that you know how MRI operates. So it's it's uh, you know, the offices operate largely independently, but we were part of that broader network okay so people can fake their numbers there's no control from the central office is that what you're implying when you say that (laughs) no that i'm not because they still you know it's a franchise so and that's based on a percentage of revenue so they can't fake the numbers okay Uh, let's move on let's move on let's move on you know we start the show with a song do you have a song did you bring a song now, I wasn't sure about that. So, so you guys actually sing the song yourself, or you have, like, all these yeah, songs queued up on tape? Like a bird, baby. I've listened to the show. I've never – I've never, never – I, I haven't listened a lot. It's newer to my, my, my knowledge base, but I haven't heard the song. I've listened to several intros, and you're starting with the song, and I've never heard the song at the beginning of the thing. I haven't heard it. Okay, well, look, i got a song for you. Your name is Vincent Brown, and the song I've chosen is Vincent by Don McLean. Do you know it? I Yes, I do. Let's go. I'm going to count to three, and we're going to sing the first little part, okay? One, two, 
three. Starry, starry night. Paint your palette blue and gray. Come on. Come on. Vincent, come on. You want me to sing the song? Yeah, you're oh, good Lord, with no. me. My, my, my wife sang the song. You know, my wife sang the song to me in the car like two nights ago. So, you know, so I, I, I can't sing that song. Come Which on. Can you I know the song. You, I can't sing it. I don't know the words. You can always find them in the kitchen at parties. You know that song? It's pretty easy. You can always, you can always find them in the kitchen at parties. You know that? I don't know that one, no. Oh, come on. How do you have time to check out all these fantastic songs uh, and, and still be able to quote Socrates? The bigger question is, how does he have time for any of this? But okay. that's that's for a different show. Last try. Oki from Muskogee. You know that one? <laughs> I'll, bet Jerry knows. I'll bet Jerry knows that song. I'm just an Oki from Muskogee. I'm proud that's all, that's to be all I know. an Oki An American... Where at least yeah. I... Okay, yeah. let's go. That's a different song. Oh, my God, I called in so far today. Yeah, okay. Can you tell us what you seconds? And who, who was Mike that we were screaming about? I, I didn't. Get, I could hear the mic, and then I couldn't even tell the last name. Just hope he doesn't say anything, okay? Mike Daystringer? Yeah. Just Mike go Day, Daystringer? Yeah, that's right. The Daystringer. Yeah. Daytripper. Day, Day right. Can you tell us that's another song? Can you tell us what you do in 30 seconds? Listen to me, please. Man, Vinny doesn't have time for this, dude. He's seconds. already bugged by the whole thing. And I, I'm sent oh, no, for no. the other. You okay? Not bugged. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right, all right. So uh, I can do it in less than 30 seconds. I direct the healthcare IT uh, division of Icon Medical Network. We do 100% healthcare technology talent recruitment. Contingent and contract for hospitals and healthcare payers. How about that? Okay. Now, I I read your uh, company website, and did you? I don't know if you heard my introduction. I was talking about this guy named Robin Dreek, and his whole shtick is you put your needs on the back burner when you're dealing with other people. They're number one. Their priorities are your priorities. And on your company website, it says Vince galvanizes trust by setting expectations, asking the right questions, and putting all parties' needs and interests ahead of his own. It sounds like you read his book and took that stuff from him. You believe it then, right? No, he's, he stole that from me, and, and I, I wasn't aware of it until right now, and so he, he's, he's on, on you know, can you, can you tell you know us very thin legal ice. Can you tell us what that means in real life? Well, so I I do honestly show up every day, and I and I I know what it's like to be called by people trying to sell me things that have no concept of how far off base they are and how much of my time they're wasting. So I really do do always try to to get to the bottom of you know can I help you, and if so, how? And if I can't, great. Thanks for the for taking you know 15 seconds to assess, uh, and then at every you know once we determine that we can help you. I just make sure that as much as humanly possible well, that what are we talking about? Are we talking about own. you cold calling people? Are we talking or dealing with your clients and candidates? <laughs> are we talking about people cold calling you? Don't drag the show down. I already dragged it it's... down with the song section. Okay. Dude, he's talking down. about galvanizing trust, baby. I, I, it's I a, it's a it. daily so... grind, man. Uh, <laughs> it, it, 
Okay, Vince. It starts with the call. It starts with the cold call. I mean, from the cold call forward, at every step of the way, you know, you 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 have tons of opportunity to destroy trust from the minute the person you've never talked to before picks the phone up. So it's a never-ending quest. I have a question. Does anybody even cold call anymore? Does that even like work anymore? And I'll give you an example. Your guest doesn't know me, but I sit on the corporate side. I get. 18 calls a day from recruiters. When I had an open rec I needed help with, I picked up on the phone and called my network and called Jerry Albright and said, Jerry, I need help. These recruiters that call me every day, they, they, they don't get 10 seconds of my time. So wow. I'm just wondering, in an Internet-focused world, do recruiters even cold call anymore? Yes. Well, okay, absolutely. So, so let me rephrase that. Do they yeah. successfully cold call? Yes. I, I, well, let me define cold call. I think you have to define cold call. A cold, the old school definition of cold call is absolutely out of the blue, no context, no prior contact whatsoever. I really define cold call now as the first time you've spoken to someone and you're reaching out to them, right? So you, you, I don't, I almost never touch someone who I haven't touched, you know, or I, I almost never call someone who I have not reached out to in some way before. Mm-hmm. So, so that I, makes better but, sense. But that becomes a planned no, call. Do you still so. call? Well, I don't. So, you know, as I have no way of knowing if my previous touch ne- necessarily made it to them or not because a lot of times people, A, don't reply, or B, it hits, uh, it hits spam or gets filtered out in some way or they just didn't see it. So it still can appear to be a cold call, but then I can always reference the fact that I did – Attempts okay, to make. you email So the next time a recruiter emails me first and I ignore it and then he calls me, I should say, yes, your email received me. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, take the call. You know, you know. Don't ever call me again, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Vince, 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 I'm interested in what your yeah. experience is. So you email people. How do you find your emails? Well, I'm a recruiter. No, no. How do you find your emails? There's junior people. There's junior people on the phone. Have some respect for them. Tell them. Oh, they want to learn. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're uh-huh. you're okay. Well, there's a number of different ways. We do have some paid tools that we that we use that provide uh, you know contact info for us. But then there are you know once you figure out uh, the domain name structure, you can you can uh, search okay. for. So what is your you know, email by, by email domain? Because uh, I was What's that. I was reading about email marketing recently by a guy named Sales underscore Source. He said the best email pitches begin with a short message, and the only purpose is to get a reply. You know, if you're selling in your email, you're going to get deleted. What do you do in your email? How long is it? What do you say? Uh, that's really tough to say. I because I don't I don't have a, a standard uh, template. I I target it and tailor it for whatever campaign I'm on. So uh, I always uh, you know I always ask for their help because you know I I am getting their help right. Whether I'm looking for uh, whatever sort of lead I'm looking for, I always ask for help. Um, and uh, and I always thank them for taking the time to read my correspondence. Those you, two are universal. Other than that, it's a progress. Can you remember the exact words you use? Some of us aren't as smart as you, and we can't figure it out. Okay. Clearly if you want to share. Okay. So I'm supposed to like give away like my scripts okay, on air? Is yeah, that what you're asking? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to say that. It's confidential. Okay. Just say that. Okay. Now I understand. Why is that confidential? Well, I wouldn't say it's necessarily confidential, but I would say that it's uh, you know I. 
it's kind of like well, I'll, I'll reference Phil Collins. Okay, Phil Collins, the famous drummer. I remember, you know, in the air tonight and all the songs. Well, one of the things he was really known for was having this amazing drum sound. And he was being interviewed by Modern Drummer, and they're asking him, how do you get this amazing drum sound? And he's like, well, I'm not going to give all my secret sauce away. So, you know, that was a kind you of a trademark that he thing. Was the original Archie Dodger and the original Oliver Play, Phil Collins was. That, indeed, that was how he got his showbiz start. And Animal, as every other recruiter on the planet has reached out to me in the last 30 days, I'm sure he will eventually, and when he does, I'll, I'll forward you his email. Okay. <laughs> but, but Vince, you weren't, talking, claim there. Vince you weren't talking about emailing um, c- potential clients. You were talking about candidates, right? Um, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. So, but you said you're always asking for help. How do you ask someone you want to do business with for help? You want to help him, okay, or her. Well, I, I do want to help him, but a lot of times I'm just sort of asking for uh, clarification or guidance on which way to take things. Uh, sometimes I won't fully know that this person is someone that I need to speak with, but they may be. And so, uh, you know, I'm just asking for clarity and uh, which way to take things. Okay, so I just want to... And wanna... it works. I'll dwell on this for a minute. It's pretty interesting to me. What's your return rate? Uh, like, what percentage of your your emails are returned? Or do you leave voicemail as well? Uh, I do leave voicemail, yeah. Uh, and so, I run um, – I don't know that I have a, a fantastic measurement for that. It's probably in the uh, – if it's a first-touch basis, right, the first time I've emailed or called someone – uh, yeah. I'm about 20%, I'm going to say. And if you, really? if you think about it from like a like a mailer standpoint, you know, like a, ma- a mass mailer, you know, those people are high-fiving each other if they get a 2% return rate. So uh-huh. if, I can get, if I can get even 10%, I consider myself successful. Yeah, but that's, our, our calls are far more targeted than somebody who's sending some, a flyer to every house, right? Well, not these days, not with better companies. They're doing, you know, hard, hard data analysis, so they have a very good understanding of who's going to be receiving that mailer. They can't – I mean, mailers that go out to every house in an entire neighborhood are usually suck, right? But I'm talking like where, you know, like like if a, a non-standard insurance company is pulling all of the SR22s within a given region and sending out solicitations for their, you know, fly-by-night insurance product, that's a much uh-huh. better mailer, and they'll uh-huh. – you know, even in those instances, they're they're going to see a two or three percent. Do, do we have to talk about Nehas on this call? No talking. I, about I'd rather not. Don't, yeah, that's fine. I will that's cut fine. you off, Mike, if you start talking about Nehas. Okay. You're well, we were talking it. about flyers and door to door and spam. I thought that's yeah. where we were going. Just watch so, step with me, okay? So, now, uh, hey, animal. So, oh, yeah, so I don't want to. I, I don't. <laughs> want to hijack the show in any way, but uh, but I do have some comments. Hijack it. Well, I know, I know, I know. I, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't want. I don't want to appear as though I am. I know I can't. You're driving the bus. Got it. I do have some questions though, and some comments, and so I just, I just want to know: Will there be a Q and A section? You know. What? Well, I don't, I don't want to spill it all at once. I just, you know, you know. Well, I just wanted you to know that, that I wanted to thank you. Yeah. I wanted to thank you because I now, now that I, I am on the Recruiting Animal Show, I now have all of these animal Twitter followers. It's fantastic. Like animal lovers and animal world and at baby animals. Are, all these people are following me I now that wouldn't have. You'll, you'll come okay? to regret that. <laughs> and no matter how good of a guest you are and no matter how supportive you are of animal, you'll end up on probation like me. Yeah, I know I, we will. You, yeah, you're, Mike, you're still on probation, not to animal. Animal, you're is that official? Is Mike on probation? 
Yes, he is. <laughs> Until when? Yes. What does he need to do to get out of it? He can do something bad. He can screw it up, okay? But I want No, what does he do to get out of it? <laughs> Let's leave that. I want to talk no. to you. No. Somebody was asking a question besides Jerry and didn't get a chance back when we were talking about the phone or email. Does somebody want to say something to Vince besides Mike and Jerry? Okay, I'm giving you a chance. Don't say I don't give chances. Everybody says I talk all the time. Let them talk. You talk too much. I don't talk too much. I talk as much as necessary. Okay? How many people did you recruit on Twitter this year, Vince? No. I wouldn't say that I recruited a single person on Twitter. I mean, how many on Facebook? Yeah, none. None? Oh, none. But no, has you tri- have you tried? I mean, not have you really. Given it a no. fair shot? Why no. not? No. Why not? I don't know because it because it, I, I don't Blame? even like to open the web page. I mean, like you know, I I don't want to see a a dog doing a handstand and urinating and all the things that it, you know. I just I I don't I don't even open it. I like I, I'm on it a couple times a day just to make sure I'm getting my messages. But no, I don't recruit on it. Okay. I shouldn't say that. Okay, let me back up. I shouldn't say that. Our company, we have, we definitely have a page on Facebook. We definitely, rec- you know, post things on it and interact, and we have followers, and there's lots of great content on it. But as far as me personally, have I recruited somebody off of Facebook? Possibly, but I don't know it for sure. Okay, in your sleep. Okay, well, how many video yeah. interviews have you done this year? A lot. Oh, really? What do, you, what do you use? What do you use? Skype? Use Skype and meeting. Uh-huh. And why do you why do you do video interviews? Like why not just the phone? Some people say the phone uh is more intimate and you're not distracted by irrelevant things. Uh well, in, in some fashion I do them to make sure that the person isn't uh, uh googling for answers. So, that's part of it. What do you mean? But well, I mean, like, you know, if you're asking things that are even even remotely technical and the person on the other end of the phone doesn't know what they're talking about, they'll they'll be they'll have another they'll have a laptop open and they'll be, you know, searching for answers to your questions while you're on the phone with them. It's much tougher to do that on video. When I interviewed really you at his job, I was playing solitaire, so it's a good thing it wasn't a Skype interview. <laughs> yeah, that's a but the other the other thing I would say is a lot of times a lot of times we you know we're being tapped. Our client really expects us to find not only good technical fits, but good, really strong culture fits. And it's a lot easier to assess that on video than just on the phone. What's your company culture? Or you've got uh, Icon's company culture? So you've got, you've got clients. Our clients. Yeah, but how do you Our know clients. your client's culture? Well, uh, so, uh, number one, because we ask about it. We, uh, we, well, what do we, you ask? We get a feel what for do you ask? What do you ask? Let him answer the question. I want him to a- answer the Gosh, question, but I want you answers. Cut, you cut answers in half all the time. Uh, all right. So we we ask our clients what the culture is, and we ask it in two dimensions. What, what, what's the overall company culture like? Uh, is it fast-moving, slow-moving, bureaucratic, everybody working long hours, work-life balance? What What is describe it but then we also ask what's the culture of your team because the manager oftentimes will have a culture that is somewhat to very different from what the overall company culture is so we like to get a feel for both okay so the company culture is just the working hours and what was the other no, thing you no, no 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 like balance uh, it's it's a it's a okay so like i'll give you a good example we have a client that pays really really terribly on the salary side but they pay very 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 well on the retirement side like 
like insanely well. Well, that's ultimately a cultural statement because you're going to be you're going to automatically be your your population base is going to skew older and tenure is going to be longer. And so for people that want to be in a, a company that has a lot of constant churn and is always exciting and, and that sort of thing, it's not the right place. So that would be like one component. I'll tell you something. I haven't called in for a while, but that's probably the most thought-provoking statement I have heard on this show in a very, very long time. Because I would, well, normally not, you, I would normally not tie compensation and culture together. In fact, I would normally make the argument against, and I unmuted my phone to make the argument against, and you completely justified it. I was impressed. There you go. Thank okay, you. Thank you, you. I appreciate you're it. Having, you're giving him a chemical bath. People listen to that intro, I guess, right? He's got a warm <laughs> chemical bath right now in his brain. Is there anything else you want to tell me about culture? Like when you're looking at the person on video, what is it you can see about his or her culture you can't see on get on the phone? Well, you know, like if the person just sort of lacks, uh, uh, sometimes they can sound decent on the phone and then get them on camera and they really lack professional polish uh, or they are, um, uh, or, or they might, you know, be very, very, they might come across a lot better on camera. They're very funny and easy to get along with. They're more relaxed because they can see you and the things warm up and you can just get a much better feel for the person. So, uh, and if, if the culture of our client, let's say one of our hospital providers is, is they're, they're, they're a large provider and they're very, very talented, very smart, very professional, and it can be a very fun working environment, but only only once that they know that your work is getting done, then it can be a really fun, rewarding place. And so we need to make sure that we're putting people in that are going to be very, very serious when they're walking in the door about getting now, out of the How do you tell that on video from quick. the color shirt he's wearing? Come on. And what does well, it mean if, if, when you say, what does it mean when you say someone is unpolished? What does that mean or polished? Well, like if, they, if, if, if a candidate takes the time to, uh, you know, put on a nice shirt at least, to talk to the third-party recruiter, that's usually a really good sign. If they show up in, you know, uh, uh, a polo shirt and they haven't shaved in five days, well, you know, I mean, that's... Does that happen? Does that happen? All the time. Mm-hmm. And are these IT the people time. specifically? Are, are th- exactly, exactly. Does it matter with them? Yes, it does. Increasingly so. Why? I thought these guys are antisocial. They don't have to be, you know, like everybody else. They're kind of autistic misfits. And I don't mean that, Kathy, in a bad way. They're just uh, right. You have to take that in a bad way. That's such a negative. That's the, he that's meant it in a bad way, Kathy. On, He's knocking you again like he always does. That's Hello. two knocks on autism I've heard on your show in the last, like, month. No, that's horrible. There, I'm sorry. I, some... I'm sorry, then. But I meant that they're antisocial. And I know Kathy's son. Uh, 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 not all they... autistic kids are, or adults are antisocial. My son is extremely social. Yeah, he's the one in the band. Am I right about that? Or is that the no, other? No, that's my youngest son. Okay. Okay. I take it back, Kathy. I, I, I wasn't very nice, okay? I, I apologize. But these guys are reputedly, these techies, they... They they don't care about being social. How do you? Why should you grade them on that? I, I disagree with that. I'm I'm tired of the techie stigma. It's it's yeah, a pretty, it's a pretty hip career now. I had lunch with a couple techs the other day, and they were looking sharp, man. But they're making <laughs> 150 thousand bucks a year. Nice well, suits, ties, very right. very sharp. They're not. 
It's not like it was in the 70s where like you had to be a, a whack nut to get into programming basic and Pascal. It's the hip yeah, career, man. It, Nerds are cool now, man. Where have you been? Yeah. yeah, the Big Bang Theory did that for us. You know what? You guys need to, to Google or YouTube a video called The New Dork. It's awesome, and it's on exactly on that uh, on that topic. Okay. You know what, Vince? Is Glassdoor important to you? Uh, it wasn't important to me, but I went to an unconference last week, and it's one of the big things that people talked about there. Oh, they're looking at the company on Glassdoor. They're looking at the company on Glassdoor. What should I do? I have a branding issue. What do, you, do you use Glassdoor to sell companies, or do you worry about what you know your clients' uh, uh, appearances on Glassdoor? Um. Worries, maybe not the right word, but there are companies that I have, like, you know, been in a, a business, uh, been in a, uh, you, you know, the beginning of a relationship, you know, is this a client that we want to uh, engage with? And we've checked them out on Glassdoor before, and, and that's been a, a deciding, or it's been a, you know, a, a, a a factor in our decision whether or not we wanted to move forward with them or not. Usually really? it's a positive, so- like if it's, yeah. And what if it's a negative? What would you say? Hey, you know, Miss President, CEO, I checked you out on Glassdoor. Your company stinks. How am I going to recruit people for you? Is that what you do? Well, what I mean is, is the, if we've got a, que- a company that we sort of have questions about, like this is, is this really a company that we want to engage with, but they're getting generally thumbs up on Glassdoor, that will help us to move forward. If Uh-oh. it's negative, you know, I take it with a grain of salt because, uh, you know, it's something that we we watch out for, but I, I, I just looked up all. a company that I just signed an agreement with. They get 2.1 stars out of five on their Glassdoor rating. That's got to be my company. Uh, I'm not mentioning names. <laughs> I'm mentioning I know it's names. my company you're talking about. But Vince, that, but, that you know, could the, be an issue. What if you're recruiting somebody and they say, you know, when they find out the company, all of a sudden they get kind of cool and you're wondering, did they check it out on Glassdoor? Because I know there's some bad stuff there. I mean, will you challenge the person and say, hey, were you looking on Glassdoor? Yeah, so if if, um, typically not, because I'll typically already know that and and I'll typically already have a conversation with our client about it and say, look, you know, you, you know, your company's really – not really getting the ratings from an employee morale uh, satisfaction standpoint that you should. Are you aware of this? What are you doing about it? And if if we feel like they're taking good action about it, then they're like, you know, we know, we know we're working on it. This is what we're doing. This is what we're going to be doing. You know, that helps us feel quite a bit better. And we've we've made a lot of, I think, high-quality matches that way. But if they're sort of oblivious to it, then, then uh-huh. no. But when you go into a, a candidate, someone you don't know, um, and, and you've know, you're aware that there's this ticking time bomb on Glassdoor that they might check out, uh, do, you, do you head it off at the pass and say, look, you know, this is the company, and, you know, before we go any farther, I want to tell you, there's some bad comments about them on uh, Glassdoor, but let me put that in context. Do you do something like that? Yes, I have done that before. I don't do it a lot. It's usually well, I have that conversation, but not because of Glassdoor. It'll be, you know, look, the company's had. If I know there's negative stuff in the public about them at all, I'll talk about it. But uh-huh. if it's just, you know, Glassdoor is, is only occasionally comes up. At this conference, there was a, a recruiting manager there from uh, seemed to be a large uh, engineering firm, and they were changing their platforms, so they were letting. About 300 programmers go. These were guys working on legacy uh, 
platforms. And and so that was out in the market, but they were recruiting lots of new people for their, you know, their future. Uh, how would you have dealt with that when you called somebody up? Because she was really worried about it, that everybody knew they were letting tons of people go. Who'd want to come and work with them? Well, I mean, I, I guess I would say, you know, I would point to Microsoft uh, during their largest layoffs ever a few years ago. They still had over 5,000 open recs on the board. So, you know, companies are all good companies are always going through that anyway. And if that's a, if that's a good strategic move that we agree with, uh-huh. then we'll absolutely support it. And we can, we can champion that. I'm not yeah, worried about that. Would you bring it up? Would you, would you bring it up or would you wait for them to bring it up? The candidates. I would probably not bring it up just because I don't, it may not even be a concern for the person. Like, they may not even care. And so why would I bring up something that they might potentially because worry them? If might, they care enough to check it out. It know. might be something they're turning you down for without telling you. That's why. Something oh, well, uh, we're, we're, I don't know. We can usually ferret that out. We'll certainly ask the question, okay, what, me, what changed on, your mind? You know. Shannon Myers. I don't think she's on the line. Shannon, are you on the line? Okay, she's not on the line. She's yeah, you're going to ask her a question? Yep, I yeah. am. Okay, so you asked a question for you. You got a question I saw on Twitter. Go ahead, ask. You don't want to ask? I'll ask. Hi? She's a SourceCon winner. She's not an ordinary recruiter. She's a SourceCon challenge winner. Best in the Shannon. world. Shannon. She can't even speak up on a question. She's shy. <laughs> wow. You know, that's what these keyboard, these sources, they're up in yep, the shine yep. Okay, here's what you said. I'll ask. Vince, can you tell us a little bit about the makeup of your staff, like sourcers, uh, junior recruiters, account managers? Or do you do it all? Yeah, so we have uh, uh, we have folks that are doing mostly business development and then folks that are doing mostly recruiting, but we feel like everybody should be pitching in. Uh, everybody should understand uh, the entire life cycle. And... Uh, you know, I, I think as we evolve, we're going to be a little bit more segmented than that. But at this point, you know, there are people whose the bulk of their duty is one or the other. Uh, and then we, we have, uh, you know, marketing and, and uh, research support as well. But, you know, people typically have a foot in both both sides of the how, how How big is your team? So my team at this point is five people. Well, let me see. Five. Six if I count. Nah, I'm going to say five. Five. But that sixth person feels pretty good about themselves right now, don't they? <laughs> well, the sixth person, the sixth person, the sixth person is our CEO, and he is still, you know, he, I, 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 you know, his chief job is to run the company, but he absolutely is still out, sort of on the front lines, you know, carving out relationships with people, and uh, and a hugely invaluable part of the whole process. But he's not a He's okay, not okay, the, okay, 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 you know, okay. Thank you. Can I ask you a question, Animal? I mean, do you guys do contracting? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that, is you that mean the biggest part of your place contract staff, yeah. like staff augmentation? Yeah, yeah, yes, we do. Okay. Can I ask okay, a question, Mike Animal? Mike Eschringer, go ahead. I've heard you make a comment a couple of times, and I promise you I'm not bashing you for it, but you've I'm paraphrasing. I don't remember exactly how you said it. You're choosing the customers that you want to do to work with. Choosing whether you want to engage with a customer, etc. I want to know when in your recruiting career you get to the point that you can do that. Because as I said earlier, I get so many cold calls in a day and a week from from recruiters. It seems like they're all out there starving for business. But yet I hear you come here and say that you are choosing who you want to engage with. 
Who does? Yeah, well, because we what have. Did you say, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, the better recruiters, the better recruiters, uh, I think, are, are very much in a position to do that, especially, well, okay, uh, so I'm getting off track. Um, if we have a client that routinely uh, treats our candidates with disrespect or we know isn't going to offer a good working environment or if the job, if the reality of working there doesn't jive with what they're telling the candidate uh, in interviews, we will walk away. We do it all the time. Mike, just yeah. just like or, or if they're too slow to move, if they're just too slow to move, if their process stinks, we don't have time, you know, because what you're saying yes to now is, is you know, whenever you say yes to something, you're saying no to something in the future that you haven't even experienced yet. And so, yeah, if if a client's wasting our time, we'll walk away for sure. I, I you had have a lot, just two just two weeks clients. ago. Wait a second. Gonna, wait a second. I'm going to talk over you. I don't, Vince, I, I kind of hate to do this to you, but it sounds like you're saying you run into a lot of bad companies, right, that are deceptive and rude and don't know how to treat people. Is that what you're saying? I am not saying that. I'm saying it does happen. More often we have clients that just don't have a good process, and it's so long that we end up losing candidates and wasting our time, and we just can't afford to do that. If they can't work okay, our so way, we have to walk away. But does that give you a bad reputation in the marketplace? Oh, those guys can't be counted on. I gave them a search and they just dumped me. No, no, because we'll communicate very forthrightly. I mean, it usually it's not like we just say, well, you know, <laughs> we don't just jump ship. We we talk about it and we try to help them improve the process okay, and we but, let them know but, what the but, cost but, is. Pat, I want to so. speed it up. Kathy Manis, still with us? She left. Okay, she said, I just want to note this. I'm going to have to ask her uh, in the future. She said, Animal, I get about a 70% return rate on my email outreach. That's incredible. I was going to get a On a recruiting basis? She's a sourcer. She works for Deloitte. 70% return rate. I imagine the Deloitte name might do something for her. Uh, Uh, It at least doubles her response rate. At least doubles it. Would you agree? I would say it at least doubles it, maybe triples it. Yeah, sure. Okay, Kathy, you struck gold with me. You put it on Twitter. I don't have Maureen checking Twitter anymore for me. She quit me years ago. Okay? I can't do everything. Anybody else? Can I jump on Mike's uh, topic there? Go ahead, but don't drag it out, okay? Hey, I know what I'm doing. So don't drag it out because Mike's on probation. Yeah, I know what I'm doing here. I'm surprised that you find it odd that that a recruiter would be turning down business. And I wanted to say just just a week and a half ago, had a potential customer that was referred to me by a guy I've done business with. And after several conversations with the guy, I decided that I didn't want to dedicate my team's time to working on the position. So I told him so. And I think he ended up kind of pissed as if, well, you're an agency. Shouldn't you work on this? Because we said, okay. You do have to pick where you're working. And the guy wasn't clear on who he was looking for. He could have anywhere from a junior person all the way to a senior person. They just wanted to see some people and get an idea of who was available, and it was more of a personality match, and it was a smaller company. I don't want to work on that. So I told the guy, I'm sorry. I I can appreciate that you've got urgency, and it's clear somebody needs to be dedicated to filling this. We don't have the time, so I'm going to pass. And he was pissed. So, Mike, but, I mean, it happens frequently. 
My experience with the recruiting world is that if a recruiter is being honest, they may decline a search because it's not within their, their, their area of expertise. I've never had anyone say to me, I'm not going to work on this search because your company sucks or because you suck. Well, we're, we try to keep the word suck out you, of the conversation. Yeah, you would be can. more diplomatic but, probably. But I, but I, I would say this. Our, 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 we have a retail division uh, headed by a, an incredible lady named Leona Williams, and she, she at this point – uh, unless it's large, large project work with clients that she's done business with before, she doesn't take a search unless it's uh, 100% retained. She can't. She just can't do it. So well, unless the clients put the money on the table, they won't. Not, she won't engage. But that's different than saying that you won't take it because of who or what the customer is. Uh, out there you wouldn't take say that, search. Mike. What's that? You wouldn't actually you got, say that. Who's working the bong in the background here? <laughs> Am I the only one to hear that? Hold on a second. Shannon Myers put on Twitter, thanks, I can't figure out how to talk on the show. We were talking to you, dear. We heard you. You just have to answer. It's called a phone, okay? Was she muted? Maybe she, but she said, I'm here. A lot of people don't even know how to use the phone anymore, dude. It's the new thing. Shannon is Shannon is smart. Okay, she's a smart mm-hmm. person. I don't understand. She's trying to, you know, get me confused or something like that. I don't know there what's she happened. There she is. She might have been on VoIP. Maybe mm. we criticized that on this show. Okay, does anybody else have you a question? Did. Anybody else have a question? Anybody I have a else? Comment. You go ahead, Vincent uh, Brown. I have a comment. Go ahead. I have to say that I I I, I love your avatar animal. It it. it and I love that you have it in black and white and color. The black and white one reminds me of like if Edward R. Murrow had a dummy. And the the color one reminds me of a, a fantastically cheesy movie from the 70s, Magic, with uh, Anthony Hopkins. Is that on purpose? Uh, huh. Are you giving me a, a chemical bath or is this the way you're <laughs> <laughs> We don't use the term colored anymore. Oh, there you that's go. True. Wow, and that didn't even come from me. Yeah, utilizing the entire spectrum of light. How about that? Okay. Wow, this guy's good. Um, I like those pictures. This guy's good. That's why I put them there. What are your working hours, Vince? Oh, uh, core hours are are eight to four. Uh, but I mean, as far as like how many hours I work in a week, uh, I don't know. Sixty. Do you make night calls? Do you make night calls? I do. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like I don't sit at the phone and dial, but yeah, I definitely, uh, if, if, if it's got to move things forward, I definitely will, yeah, oh. and the weekend. What about, uh, you know, sourcing techniques like x-raying websites? Do you do that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. What about Boolean? How yeah. important is Boolean to, to a guy like you? I don't even, like, it's so automatic for me, I don't even know anymore. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I've been I've been using Boolean since, like, the the... You know the cradle of the, Boolean the, search, and I, I, I just okay. so automatic. I don't even know. I don't even know. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Have you ever made a placement without speaking to the candidate on the phone or on video? Oh. Uh, well, certainly not on video. But have I ever made a placement without even talking to the candidate on the phone? No, no. Who has done that? Jerry. I Jerry. got hired once. I got hired once, never having been interviewed, though. How'd you get hired? I got hired through the I got hired through the mail. Huh? For a job when I was much younger. On the ba- okay. So do you use job boards? Uh yeah. You yeah. 
not well, not for sourcing generally, no, only I, for posting. I, I, what, why should you be embarrassed of that? There's nothing wrong with using job boards if they lead to good people. Really, it's shame that's, on you. Well, okay, the cat. That's but the that's a big if animal. So uh, it's it, it's very rare. It, it, we've had better success with the boards from a like having someone respond to us. But as far as going and find someone whose whose paper is posted on the boards, it's tougher. Why? Why? Why should there be less people on the on the job boards, the traditional job boards, than on LinkedIn? Because the really, really outstanding people sometimes even haven't refreshed their resume in ten years because they just keep getting recruited directly. They keep okay, getting referred and picked up. Those people aren't on, on LinkedIn either. You got to find some other method of finding. Right? Some of them are not. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which I think is still foolish. Even if even if you haven't ever had to do that, I think not having a resume updated, absolutely live every six months, and not having a LinkedIn profile, is just silly. You know, Maureen, say, Maureen, are you on the line? I can't make out what you're telling me. Okay, Kathy Manis, you're back. Is that right? Well, what does that mean that Maureen said? I don't know. I'm asking if she's on the line. She's trying Recruiting to Recruiting is up. pretty much a T through TH job? I don't know. I Tuesday don't know. through Thursday. Tuesday through Thursday. Oh, yeah. way to be cryptic, Maureen. Yeah, well, no, Vince got it. Vince got it. He he's, says, he's, he's, he's the Maureen man. Says, on Mondays, everybody's recovering from the weekend. On Fridays, they're getting ready for the weekend. Vince, do you agree with Maureen? Mm, I do a lot well, of really... No. I, I don't agree. Sorry, Maureen. No, I don't. you're no, you're wrong, Maureen. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying she's wrong. I can I say I, I'm. I can disagree and not say you're wrong, right? Okay. I no, can't. you can't. That's what, okay. What I about have to win every I battle? Can't. <laughs> I can't. I do a little. The last recruiter, he says, the fun begins when the candidate says no. Do you agree with that? Uh, sometimes, yeah, <laughs> for sure. What do you mean by that? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. He likes the fun begins with a turn down well, because it, de- yeah. it depends on how they're saying no. Like if they're if they're because sometimes they can just come from a place where they think they know what they're talking about, but they really don't. And so being able to get around that and sort of uh, you know shine it under the spotlight of how ignorant they are and how and how their hubris is costing them. Uh, I've, I've I've done that before, and it's it's Can you gratifying. Give us an example. Can you give us an example? Can you remember one search where that happened? Um. Uh oh. Yeah, it's the animal think. amnesia. It's the animal amnesia kicking in. He knows he's done it sometime. You know, before Alzheimer's hit him. Yeah, I did that back in the days, but I can't remember now. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> no, I. I I can give you. I can give you. I can give you one. Uh, I recruit. I used to recruit actuaries and uh, recruited this guy who's absolutely brilliant, Oxford graduate, PhD in math and music education so you don't from have Oxford to University. We don't want to give his name. We don't want anyone. I'm not to going to. I'm not going to. But I, okay. I, I had put him in front of a client, a consulting client of ours uh, in the actuarial world, and he turned the job down. And he came back later and felt and admitted that he he really should have taken that job. Uh, because he would have been in better financial standing and had a little more freedom over his yeah, career. Yeah, but that's not job. the kind of example. So. That's a guy that realized he made made the wrong call and called begging for the job back. Animals talking about somebody thinking, oh, great, this guy turned it down. Now I'm going to badger this guy into a corner for days and get right. him to accept. 
Oh, oh wait, is no, that what we're talking about? No, yeah, I've got better about. things to do than no, that. No, 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 oh, no. Me. Don't let Jerry speak for me. What I'm talking about <laughs> is sales. Is sales persuasion, or is it just relaying information back and forth? Is sales persuasion? Yeah, uh, like this guy, this guy decided, oh, this job's not for me. But you know, or at least you believe, it is for him. It's the best choice. And so you persuade him. You use rhetorical means, you use factual means, and you get the person to change his or her mind. You get people to change their minds about accepting jobs. You told a story that wasn't too flattering. You had this super guy, you put him into a good company, turned it down, and you couldn't get him to change his mind. Have you ever changed anybody's mind? Do you try to change people's minds? Well, I do try, but if I say yes, then I have to have a story to back it up. Well, it would help. I don't know if I do or not. If you've got a real life, you can remember things that happened in it. I remember. Jerry remembers. What about you? Can't you tell me one case where, yeah, I turned somebody around? Okay, you don't believe that sales is selling then, do you? I mean, I totally not believe it. Sales. I mean, that recruiting is sales, do you? There's no selling in recruiting. Am I right about that? We are a, we are a sales organization, for sure. Well, what's, what does what's selling mean then? Just calling people, knocking on doors, saying, hey, I got some, uh, I got some good guys for you? Badgering. Well, okay, so so we I operate from a place, and I think most of my teammates do as well. And when I say when I say I, I really think they all do, but I think most of them would at least agree that you know people don't really like to be sold, but they love to buy, and <clears throat> and in order to get to that place, the selling part of it is discovering what it is they're really after, and then marrying that to whatever your solution is. And in Perfect. this case, it's, that covers you know, it. Yeah, that's it. You nailed it. All right. So it's just Good carrying work. information. It's just carrying information. I opened a bunch of lines. Somebody's been trying no, to talk. No, no, no. I, I, I disagree with that. It is not just carrying information. If it's just carrying information, then all we would ever have, I wouldn't even have, ever have to pick up the phone. Well, picking up the phone is right, helping. Because I could just, e- I could just email it. Hey, here's no, the job. No, here's what no, it pays. No, do you want? No, you want to Good get point. The person's attention. So what do you do on the phone that's different from just email? Why do I have to corny on this? Why can't you just tell me? <laughs> man, it's hard. It's hard to characterize what a top recruiting guy does, man. It's just hard. You know, Jerry, it's okay. like your mother here. Every time you, I get you, you know, to try to get you to say something. Oh, you don't bug on me. It's hard, too hard. Leave this man alone. <laughs> well, okay, so, so there's a couple things. First off. Uh, you know, if the candidate tells us that they what they're what they're really looking for, we always ask why. Why is that important to you? Why do you want to go there? Why do you want this job? Why are you unhappy? Why, 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 why? And you can't you can't do that just by relaying information, you, because if you're relaying information, you're not listening. Uh, right and if you're not on, listening, man, right you can't on. address their needs at all. Zero. Okay. When you recruit a passive candidate, do you say? You know, first you, you're trying to persuade the person to take a look at the job. Then you say, he says, okay, I'll go out. Why? Why do you want to move? <laughs> Is that how you handle it? What do you What do you do when you're probing? The guy wasn't looking for a job this morning. You called him out, got him interested in taking a look at a new position. But now you want to know his motivations. How do you get into that? For sure, yeah. Well, I'll say, so So, what is it about this opportunity that, that captured your attention? And then if he tells me, then I'll say, well, why is that important? 
very and they numbers. tell you, they don't say, "Hey, look, you called me." You know, I didn't call you. That's why it looks kind of interesting. You say, oh yeah, but I mean, you know, the, at, at that point, I, I don't necessarily have. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take that on a case by case basis. But uh, if 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 they're sort of abrupt with me like that, you know, I, if we're engaged and then all of a sudden they're they're like, hey, you called me. It's like, well, yeah, but we were having a conversation and it seemed like you had some interest here. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't have a great answer to this because, like, you know, I'm not I'm not like a. a uh, if, if the person all of a sudden starts being a jerk, I don't have a problem cutting them loose, even if I think they're perfect for the role. What do you say? You know, I'll find you someone cut them else. Loose? Oh, I don't like your attitude. Goodbye. Is that what you do? <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I have on occasion. Said, I I have on occasion had to say, "You're not one of those, are you?" So <laughs> you know, I. Do you know I, your I approach had to, to recruiting that. is very much like my approach to getting laid? Yeah. Well, okay, let's put the getting laid stuff on the back. Wow. I remember, Mike, Just you're on be... probation, dude. You is oh, I on forgot. probation, I'm sorry. Terry, you're right. What do you say if the first thing you talk, you're calling somebody up, and the first thing they say is how much? What do you say? I say goodbye. Uh, what was that? I say goodbye. Don't worry about who's somebody talking. Come to the phone. It, don't don't managed. stand on the other side of the room speaking into a speakerphone, eh? Have some respect for us. Doesn't uh, okay. it I, I, a I time opportunity I or a contract say... opportunity, though? What? Let her talk. Kathy, uh, is this Kathy Manis? Is this yeah. Kathy Manis? What do yeah. you say? I say goodbye. I don't want to uh, work with them. Okay. <laughs> what does Vince say? Uncle Vinny? Uh... I'm not not quite that abrupt. I you know I typically will tell them you know look I'm happy to talk about compensation and, and of course we will, um, but you know I, I want to make sure that this is going to be uh, you know workable for for my client number one and then for you uh, number two. But if they're intent on look you know I'm not moving you know I need this to move forward and I'm not going to even talk to you unless I'm getting that then forget it. Yeah we're done. Well, really? waste your time if that's the first thing they bring up. Why waste your time? You know why, Kathy? Because people are trained, even if they really are going to move for uh, a different reason, a new challenge, sometimes they've been trained to ask that, like a, a dummy. I mean, they're smart, but and, and you know they won't just move for money. But that's like you know they their job hunters are stupid, or you know candidates. That's the first thing that'll come out of their mouths. That's why you have to know how to handle it. That's I thought his answer was pretty good. Well, I think the reason why candidates in the last five years. What's that? Don't listen to those other people. Listen to me. Okay, okay. you're right. You're right. Okay, so the re- so number one, I, I in spirit, uh, I I totally agree with Kathy, but uh, I don't take them saying how much as a buying sign by any means, like not. But on occasion, I've had it happen where the reason they're asking that up front is because they are. Uh, uh, you know, they've been used to getting hit with jobs that are, you know, too low for pay, you know, t- typically, or they are wildly under market and they kind of want to see if it's worth their time to talk about. I've had that happen a couple of times. Um, but then it does go back to your previous question of, you know, uh, once the, to me, if the first question is how much, if anything, it's actually, a, they're trying to blow me off. And so at that point, the fun does begin for me because if I can get the conversation started, you know, uh, they might be a resource later. Uh, sometimes what, they're just let, so used to say, being pounded say, by recruiting no, 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 calls, they, they just want to be let done. Let me stop you. We're running out of time. What if they just say, not interested? 
I'm a recruiter. Well, uh, what, and what do you say? The first thing you call, let me just get, let's get what you say when you call somebody up. You say, hi, my name's Vince, Vince Brown. I'm a, a recruiter, and I'd like to talk to you for three or four minutes. Do you have time? Is that what you say? What do you say? Uh, well, if they say they're not interested, I'll say, are you not interested because you're not interested, or are you not interested because you can't talk right now? Mm-hmm. Right, and then if they, if, if it's because they can't talk right now, of course I'll pick the conversation. No, but what later. if they, if they say, say I'm, I'm happy where I, I'm happy where I am? What do you do? I'll say, well, that's fantastic, but you really don't want to hear about opportunities that are exactly in the same market you're in now, that may indeed be better than what you have now. And then they say, no, I really don't want to. And then I will follow up and say, so you're planning on retiring there then? And then they'll either hang the phone up, uh-huh. they'll either hang the phone up, or they'll say, well, no. Can I, can I share something on that regard real quick? Um, the other day, I got a phone call. My wife and I were in the car, and I have Bluetooth in my car, so we're driving. My phone rings at the local number. I answer it, and it's some multi-level marketing whatever. And the guy says to me, uh, and I said, you know what? I do consulting work in a certain area, whatever. I'm not interested in your multi-level marketing opportunity. And he actually said to me something to the effect of, so you want to be broke for the rest of your life? And I was like, seriously, are you the rudest jerk-off I've ever talked to? <laughs> I, I like what Vince said. Well, I like what Vince said but, myself, and I think it's different from what your guy said, Mike. And, okay. here, and here's why it's different. And I, and I, I know what you're saying, Mike, and I, uh, but here's why it's different. It's different because I don't call people out of the blue. Like if the person I – if I'm calling you, you, you're stupid if you don't talk to me. Like really, that's how I feel, and I feel that way because I'm right. Mm, They're dumb if they don't want to talk to me because at the very least I can be – I may not ever get them to their next great adventure from a career standpoint, but at the very least I'm going to be a very high-quality source of information and uh, advice in, 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 in the exact market that they currently call home. So unless they're looking to like get out of healthcare IT and like start a restaurant, they're idiots if they don't want to talk to me. <laughs> Why do Very you think good that answer. is? Great answer, well, Michael Cox. Why do you, you think? Want to say yeah, I was just curious, just from your own perspective and your background. Louder, why do you think, louder. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that uh, candidates, their initial reaction is, I'm not interested, before even having heard some of the basic if not finer details about the uh, opportunity to begin with. Can I interject this real quick while you're too struck for answer? Maureen. Yeah. We can hear you. (laughs) Don't worry. There's only two minutes left. Let him answer Michael Cox's question, please, and then you can complain to Maureen on your show, okay? Okay. I'm not sure I understand the question. Can you quickly rephrase? Why do people? What? Why would someone answer you that way? I'm not interested. Why would they come up with a, a a wall? Why would they put a wall up as soon as you want to talk to them about an opportunity? Well, uh, there's a hundred reasons. They might have their manager looking over them. They might be super busy. No, no, they no, might have just had a that, death in the family. Like, you know. Let's say it's not a space, you know, privacy issue. No, it might okay. do that frequently. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not interested. They want to make a show of it to their cube mates. Come on, animal. Be real. Okay, then you say you're not interested interested because somebody's sitting next to you? We discussed that already. You guys must have been on another show. Well, we did sort of, kind of, but not really. All right, well, let's say it's some other reason. What are the other possible reasons aside from somebody standing over their shoulder? Yeah. Well, let's let's assume that that they know who I am, they have plenty of time to talk, and... 
and they know why I'm calling. And the only reason they're saying they're not interested is is because they just don't even want to. They don't want to talk to me, and but they could if they wanted to. You know, then I'll then I will always try to get to. So, uh, you know, I don't mean to appear rude in any way, but you know, I recruit 100% in the marketplace that you currently uh, are, are spending your career time. Would you find it valuable at all in just maintaining a connection for the future? Will you tell and them if they say no to that? Then I really think. What's that? Mike, Mike, you, let Michael Cox didn't no, get it. I will not. Clarify that we're not getting. We don't know. Uh, um, Vince doesn't really know why these guys come up with that. Why they're biased to begin with. Uh, that's what I take. He, he doesn't know what they're. Well, no, 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 no. no it varies, but, man. Jerry, yeah, it, I'm, you, I'm it saying varies. I, 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 I just can't wanted know. some options, man. I wanted to hear what yeah. what he thinks. If all Go they ahead. say is not interested, I don't know why. I can't know why unless I can get them to spend some time on the phone with me. And oftentimes I can, and it's by asking questions. Sometimes I can't. And in those cases, you know, I mean, you're, you're not going to win them all. But I do, I do like it like Scott Love. You know, it's a game of chess. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's gamesmanship, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. My job no, is to try to get underneath what's driving them. That's got to be the final question. We're going to Jerry's show of Vince. I never met you before. I barely know you from Twitter. I really enjoyed having you on. There's a lot more mm-hmm. questions. Maybe you'll come on another time. Vince Thank Brown, you. everybody. Thank you. Oh, Jerry, we have to be very careful. If I say the wrong thing, I'm off the animal show forever. I am on a very <laughs> serious probation. Okay, but here's here. the deal. You're officially on the after show, grandfathered in for life. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Whoa. Oh, we that have show, that on a recording now. So. That show could have been so much more. Yeah. That dude is a legit big biller, and... I I can learn stuff from those guys, but I Animal kept wanting to stick it at this rudimentary tricycle level of questioning. You know, I want to get into you know how does he decide where to focus his five team members' uh, effort? You know, what how does how does he plan what's going on this month and next? Does he look? Yep. Is, is he six months out with his plan? Uh, those kind of things, but we're stuck with. Did you play somebody from stinking Twitter? Oh, that's what? true. It's that almost like up, we man. get these valuable people on here, and Animal wants to make ask these joke questions. I didn't even know he had access to people of that caliber. I was yeah. This dude is a big biller, <laughs> and I I need to learn from those people. I don't want to learn from the person who's only made three placements in their life, what struggles they're facing. What's his name on Twitter? I don't know. See, we didn't even get. He didn't even recruiter cover Vince. That. Recruiter Vince. Yeah, recruiter Vince. Mm-hmm. Recruiter Vince. Following him. Ooh, look at that! He's got a kind of a. Yeah, he's going to be in business for a long time. Dare I say, ruggedly attractive in a heterosexual yeah. kind of way. That's good. <laughs> so yeah, he. Well, I'm no, with my flames. deck and do a few send-offs for me. What a guy! Can you guys hear me? This is Jeremy. How do you say that that city? Core, core. Yeah, Jeremy, we can hear you. Oh, very cool. No, I thought he was really good. I thought we missed an opportunity 
And and frankly, I found that Vince was just kind of putting up with it. And perhaps right now he's thinking, who are those people? (laughs) 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 What was that? It must have felt like kindergarten for him. Well, he's hiring a telecom engineer in Bend, Oregon. Ooh, I heard about that. Analyst in Oregon, Bend. and a director of support services. Yeah, I mean, I, I I tried to get into, hey, what kind of work do you guys do? You doing contracting? And Animal just wanted to move right on with, what do you say when somebody says no? <laughs> you know what I mean? Perhaps, perhaps Animal's unqualified to interview real recruiters. That I I imagine somebody owes that guy a few fees at this moment. Hey. He's not really that hot. This guy's hot. That's <laughs> fine. You kidding me? He's not. He looks like John Wayne. He's he's I, he's he looks like a respectable guy that would dare I say galvanize trust. If Jerry looks at that picture much longer, he's not going to be able to get his hand off the phone receiver. No, give me a break. I, I'm I'm fairly comfortable with my uh, you know That's how with you my perspective on stuff You're like saying, that. Huh? Yeah. Ladies, am I right? This Brown's hot. No, I think you're more Jerry. I don't know. <laughs> well, either way, the dude is a placement machine. I could tell, and you can you can always tell because you have to realize that Jerry Jerry prefers men based on their status rather than their looks. So when he no, says hot, what he means is that it that that's that's what he's suggesting. Yeah. Right. Not so much. Nice guy. Can we just have Travis speak to Maureen for a few minutes? But the story, the deal is, and you can tell with all animal guests, people in recruiting, and I'm talking agency, third party, whatever you want to call us, Mm -hmm. we don't have a canned answer for what do you say when, because there's, there's always the back story to why is the person saying that? Are they saying it? When you call them at home at eight o'clock, when they said, "Hey, call me at eight, or are you catch no, the no, person no. they've never spoken call. with He's you, asking the wrong questions. He puts you on the spot without setting it up or making you explain this is what you're trying to do. Like we've all just got a script sitting in front. That's just bad interviewing. He's got to work on. Perhaps he needs to be the one on probation. <laughs> he needs to listen to his guests, like Johnny Carson did. Oh, uh, there's an attractive man. Oh, yeah, that's great. That's you great. Know, comparing to Johnny. And there's, yeah, such, was, a, and there's such a comparison between... You know, I really improve between... my basketball game and hang out. More, more like Michael Jordan. If I played more like Michael Jordan, I could be a better basketball player. Well, pro- you, you probably could. <laughs> are, you, are you saying you couldn't learn something from Michael Jordan? I'm saying I couldn't be Michael Jordan. True. And I'm saying Animal can't be Johnny Carson. So this guy was... In the top five recruiters at MRI, is that what he said? I missed that. That's pretty. I mean, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's solid. Anybody agree? Top disagree? Five anything? I don't have a lot of respect that, to be in company. That, to be in that number, you're billing at least 1.2 million. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 But you're you're, you're well. Pl- You've got a team of people working for you. Yeah, you're way past needing this send out to come yeah, you're through on a Friday afternoon so you can take your wife out. Or you're not a guy smiling and dialing. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, is the Pinnacle Society still a, a going thing? Anybody know? Sounds familiar. Uh, it is actually. Let me look like, it up online. 
about 18 months ago when we did the Fordyce Forum in Dallas, they had the Pinnacle Society right after it. Yeah, and so a lot of them, a lot of them are still involved. Are they still kind of all patting themselves on the back for their solo billings, even though every one of them has several researchers and pays sorcerers and they, might they called project coordinators, I think, these days. I got you. And yeah, I'm not they, disparaging the thing. I mean it's obviously a group of people that you know, they make they make placements. <clears throat> but well, I, I was just, um it is very much a um it's a project they call them project managers and they basically yeah, they get they build teams of four and five pay them all maximum $60,000 and bill $1 million. Yeah. So. <laughs> Love it. Not wrong Jerry, that, I'm going to put together some offer letters. Can I give my score so I can go uh, close down some candidates? Can, can we help you with the offer letters? Uh, I wish that you had. Dear Larry, we interviewed letter, five people. The other guy didn't accept our offer. <laughs> So you're in, if you'll still do it, comma, love, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> you know you know what? I've been here, this is my third week I've been here as a consultant, and I just filled a job that's been open for like seven months. Awesome. Yeah. Good work. Yeah, t- give us give us your score. We're just going with one score now because that's all I want. So two scores is laborious. That's very difficult because I'm holding a grudge against Animal for putting me on probation, so I want to give him a really low score. <laughs> oh, However, right. I feel very highly about your, your guest today, so I'd like to give him a 100, but I'm not going to include Animal in any score that's anywhere near 100. All right. What's your score for Animal, then? I'll, I'll take it into consideration. 3.4. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Poor Vin. I, I believe Animal, oh since it's now public record that you're on probation, at least Animal owes you an understanding of how long that probation is going to last. Well, I think we have to handicap Mike's score then. Mm. No, we don't do that because you always score real high anyway in your handicap. Jerry, you've known me 20 20- <laughs> Listen, Jerry, you've known me 20 years. You know damn well that I'm going to get on this really? show every week until Animal bans me. You just know it's going to happen. Yeah, but I, I, I spoke to him, and I was not impressed. He hey, 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 hey. I'm not on him. Imp- Dang. Don't like Why the hate? Why the hate? <laughs> I don't hate him. I just don't really like him. And not only that, Jerry, he represents everything that you, I would imagine, that I would have thought that you dislike about our industry. Which is why I've connected with him on a professional and personal level to help maybe nudge him towards our side, to bring him oh, to the light. It's my responsibility. And I don't understand it, Kathy, because he should hate this guy for what he does. No, I don't. No, but yet, but no, yet ever he's since misread him. one, he's been like, the what problem is, you misread him. Can you guys catch some of us up? What does he do? He's a spammer. He's no, got a database of 50,000 names, and every time he gets he a wreck, he sends out an email to no, these 50,000 candidates in his database. I will not allow the mischaracterization. He does make a lot of presentations via email. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I understand, I think, what he's doing. And he's not just blasting spam every day. Yes, he is. Please trust me, people. 
I know the guy. I know what he's doing. And I think you've misread him. He is talking to people every day, all day. He's just using a different approach to identify the people that he's talking to. You know what? The homeless guy in front of the 7-Eleven is talking to people all day, too. It doesn't make what he's doing right. <laughs> so so your scores are 100 oh and 3.4. Exactly. Okay. Maureen. 98. 98. Oh, my goodness. Because I can't go to 100. <laughs> I've got nothing to say to that. Who else has a score? Jeremy? You know, I I give I give a ninety. I do think like he was way too sophisticated. Like you can't ask him black and white questions about what he say because he's got so many variables in the back of his mind that he would say depending on the earlier conversations. That I get tired of those kind of black and white questions. So me too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'd say a ninety for the show. I think Animal has a certain list of questions that he needs to consider changing a bit when he has a real person on there. I agree. Who else has yeah. a score? I do. I'd, I'd give uh Is this Michael? I don't know if I'd give both scores. It's Durbin. Jimmy the, D. Uh, it's a tough you, one. You sound, a you sound a lot like that Michael Cox. Hey, hey, he's no, it's Durbin. <laughs> I was, uh, it's a Texas I was kind of bored. I didn't feel like he really gave that much to us. I, his selection was great. Clearly, he's a big biller, you know. But uh, I didn't feel like we learned that much, or that that's animals' interesting, or that he dug around. That's animals' problem. No, no, he was being—he was being, you know, for him to spend an hour and give so little, I just kind of felt cheated. So I'd say uh, seventy-six. All right, you were cheated by animal, though. Have you made any well, placements no, I, on I Twitter? It's ridiculous. in the wrong ways. He didn't yeah, press for the show. Somebody was, whose whole career has been built on Twitter, the numbers are always going to be low as compared to their overall. That's why I was telling them percentage of revenue. How what percentage of revenue of your business has been spent and utilized Zero. and achieved on Twitter? And, and everybody's going to say less than a percent probably for the next. Hey, hey Maureen Duke's here. <laughs> I know. Duke is in the, the, the door. Duke. If I, if I come to Indiana, let him talk. Just let him talk. Hold on a second. What, Mike? Ace I said, I said, if I come to Indiana, am I getting some of that meat I see Travis cooking all the time? Sure, why not? Absolutely. What type of meat is it? It's not even as exciting as the cider I made. <laughs> well, the cider sounds yeah. good. Okay. Cider okay. and meat. That's what we do here in Indiana. I've got several crisps for, for gallons of cider. So. All right. Uh, Duke, what what uh, score do you have uh, for the show today? I'll give uh, I'll give the guest of eighty five. I think he was kind of just uh, trying to follow Animal where he was going with this ridiculous line of questioning. I think Animal needs to spend more time prep and know the guests and know what they're yep. you know asking right. this guy. How many uh, how many placements have you made on Twitter? Is it's just ridiculous. Yeah, that line should go down in in history. Kathy, it what should is go your on score? One of his we don't, you know, like thought leader should be put in that category. We don't, we don't yeah. do that. Listen, I know Jerry makes more money than I do. I'm not That's not about jealous. that, and I've never Listen said that. Listen I, don't I know Jerry like makes that. more money than I do, and I'm not jealous of that. 
I believe strongly in the integrity of our business only because there are so many scumbags out there. So I, I, I know, I know you do. I, and I have respect for people that conduct our business in an ethical manner because they are so few and far between. <laughs> okay, Kathy. Score for the show. Well, 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 I'm very torn because I didn't like the autistic misfit comment. That was <laughs> that was a mi- that was a misstep on Animal's part. You that know was, how he really feels. I know he's, he's a, a nice guy loving... at heart. I know he is. Um, but you know, I'll put that aside. Um, I agree with everybody. I don't think he asked the right questions. You know, he had a, he has a seasoned audience that's listening and. Um, we could have all learned something, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the guest was excellent, but I'd have to give the show a 70 because mm-hmm. he was just asking very low-level questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's the general consensus. Uh, who else, Michael? Anybody else still here that hasn't uh, given a score? Right here. Uh, sorry, I was on mute. Um, I'll give the score. Uh, I'll give the the, the call. A uh, score of 80. Like 15 years ago, didn't you and I say we were putting the gloves on? Yeah, but I think it was really because of Don Wallace. (laughs) You remember that chump? I do. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for calling in to make the after show a fantastic show. Better, better than ever. You guys are great. I got to get back to uh, filling out invoices and contract paperwork. Okay, thanks. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye.